Welcome. Welcome to BlockSec. I'm Laurent, your host today. I'm having Julian with me here in the call. Hello, Julian. How are you? Hello, Laurent. I am fine. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm great. It's wonderful. On Friday, it's always great. It's uh, the end of the week. Uh, and uh, almost time to 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 chill and uh, do some some normal stuff on on weekends. So great to to have you here and uh, looking forward to chat about uh, Algorand and and your experiences. Uh, uh, really, what we're looking at is to to understand what are your experiences with Algorand. Um, what uh, how do you how do you find the, the coding? The coding side of things and uh, uh, the, the security aspect. So first of all, what uh, what is your uh, what is your experience? So your exposure comparing to to uh, other uh, blockchain platforms or DLT platforms uh, where you might have coded with different types of languages. My understanding is in, in Algorand you work with uh, Python, so Pyteal. Uh, so uh, so yeah, what's uh, what's your experience? Yeah, right. So uh, I'm currently developing uh, smart contracts on Algorand, as you mentioned, and PyTeal, uh, which is a high-level abstraction for the Teal language in Python, uh, in Algorand, which is basically a stack-based language. Uh, so they also provided a higher language abstraction to code this also in Python, which then gets compiled to the underlying tier language. I'm developing smart contracts for an NFT marketplace uh, since about four months on Algorand right now. And all in all, I gotta say the experience, uh, uh, it has a steep learning curve. Um, yes, because it's very uh, low level orientated. It's a layer one approach. So we basically have a very good performance uh, through that. And also uh, it provides us with the possibility to make transactions for very low costs. Uh, yeah, so although the project is developing, I found that the most features are working quite well. Um, right now they also released inner transactions, which gives us the possibility to make transactions from smart contracts themselves uh, based on logic. So before of that, in Algorand, it was only possible to make a call, a transaction call or an application call or something like that. So you want to initiate a transaction. And if this transaction gets initiated, you must send it from somewhere to the network and then uh, it gets evaluated. Now you can send uh, something like an application call. This triggers application logic and based on that logic, now you can also issue transactions from the contract, which brings us to the point also of security because now uh, you can make sure that the most of the logic is kept on chain in the smart contract. And as long as the smart contract itself is safely programmed, there's no worries about security right there. Yeah, uh, also the community in Algorand, um, which I am experiencing on the Discord channel, 
uh, is very, very cool because there are many helpful people which are, yeah, anytime here to help you with, with your problems. And also you found their uh, leading uh, participants in the algorithm process, which you can talk to. Fantastic. I yeah. mean, this is, this is this is great stuff because uh, you know the the, com the community is such an important thing. The, the whole community aspect and the platform where you can actually ask questions. Um, I have seen on on, on some. Uh, uh, you know, I looked at uh, different types of blockchain. Some are on Slack. Some are on Discord. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, talking about breaches. Wasn't there a breach also on Discord? But uh, I think that's uh, probably a different story. So. <laughs> Uh, breaches everywhere, man. Breaches yeah, I know, everywhere. I know, I know. And uh, so I, yeah, uh, absolutely. So uh, this is this is great to hear, especially you know uh, when you're asking a, a question that some stuff comes back. Uh, I in the past, you know, when I coded, I typically ask questions on Stack Overflow. Uh, again, it depend depending what you were looking for, uh, you got an answer reasonably quickly, or sometimes you just had to wait for a long time. So it's it's super important when you code and you look at, uh, in your case now, to work on an NFT marketplace, which will be uh, built on Algorand. Um, it's important to have the necessary platform, the communication platform and tools and information available. Otherwise you're just lost. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's wonderful, wonderful to hear that. And and what would you, you know, to our listeners who might be uh, Algorand developers, what, what do you think is important to consider when you're doing a security review? So before you actually pushing out code or a smart contract to the mainnet, as an example, uh, what what would you do? I mean, you know, you also have some experiences as a pen tester, but in general, where would you, where would you start uh, bringing in security in the software development life cycle? Yeah, so uh, at first there is also a guideline tutorial provided in the Algorand developer docs which gives a quite good quick start in, uh, and an oversight about what should be uh, sanitized and what in inputs should be checked. Um, since it's it's kind of with everything you develop, right? If you develop in REST API or in smart contract, it doesn't really matter the concrete case because it's everything abstractable to input sanitization most times and logic errors inside the code. So what you gotta keep sure is uh, that you send the transactions to the correct recipients um, to don't get conflicts with time because you know uh, blockchain is decentralized. So maybe someone uh, sends a transaction and another one sends a transaction, let me say five seconds even later, but this transaction gets committed to the network first because of the consensus. So you got to check this rounds in Algorand. Uh, the time uh, kind of is also expressed by rounds. Um, every round is a voting round where commits to the blockchain can, be, can happen. So you got to check, uh, is the round uh, the last round uh, when an uh, action kind of happened, right? Because for example, if you have an auction, you, you want to make sure that the highest bid 
is the highest bid and not someone comes and uh, lowers the bid again because there was a mix up in the time or in the commitment to, to the blockchain. So uh, for example, now if I make a bid and the bid is $100, doesn't get committed to the blockchain is the new highest bid in, theor in theoretically, but uh, someone else makes a new highest bid with uh, $101. It's also the new highest bid. Then the uh, $101 bid gets committed and through missing logic checks somehow the $100 bidder is uh, in the end the highest bidder uh, because at the moment where the logic got validated, the highest bid was check was passed. So there are the small problems you gotta keep sure of that you check timing critical things to uh, prevent something like this. Uh, you can also call it, it's kind of like a race condition. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the most uh, prevalent things. Uh, you got to keep sure that all parameters are set correctly because in, in, in the case you don't check them and you completely ignore them, someone could uh, input some malicious stuff into your contract, which you, of course, want to prevent. So it's the oh. best to check everything uh, to prevent malicious behavior and uh, keep care of fields uh, even if you don't want to use them check if they are not set to any any malicious values uh, which can i would call it destroy the logic or make some other malicious behavior over some some logic cases yeah, yeah because uh, logic can get quite complex and if it, if something bad happens, you can always keep track of it. Yeah, 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 I couldn't agree more. So, uh, you yeah, know, that's that's great, you know, that uh, your feedback is is uh, much appreciated and uh, I'm sure it can help uh, uh, a lot of our listeners um, thinking a bit more how, what to consider, shall I say, um, you know, it's it's quite popular to to build blockchain applications at the moment or uh, decentralized apps, the apps, um, uh, especially the the whole the whole NFT stuff uh, at the moment is is going absolutely bonkers. Uh, we have uh, many many um, NFT marketplaces out there with different purposes, uh, with different focus. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite a quite an interesting space. So uh, I'm also uh, uh, wondering how this is going to expand on on Algorand and uh, and obviously uh, other other types of networks. And also, what will be the uh, the uh, I'm not going to say the integration, but the actual bridging between different types of uh, NFT marketplaces. The only thing which I have been following recently is uh, uh, is uh, OpenSea. Uh, so uh, OpenSea is quite uh, quite popular. Um, I've also seen that uh, um, that other marketplaces uh, integrate into OpenSea or uh, OpenSea acts as an aggregator and lists assets which have been tokenized on other platforms like uh, Rarible, uh, uh, SuperRare, and uh, quite a few out there. So. Uh, yeah, it's also, it's interesting. So the trend is super interesting. And I think security is a, a big topic. 
to consider and to be aware of. Uh, there's some great uh, platforms out there and, and uh, podcasts and uh, news channels to, to get information as well to consider security. And also a bit more specific on uh, on blockchains, on particular blockchains. So, hey, thank you very, very much, uh, Julian. Uh, much appreciated your time today. Um, and uh, yeah, and, uh, looking forward to next week, um, having another guest on our session, uh, talking about another moving topic in the blockchain space. So uh, wishing you a great weekend, Julian, and to all our listeners and uh, Checking in next week. Cheers. You too, Laurent. Have a great weekend. Also to the listeners, of course. Thanks, Julian.